0: Collectively the, the roster for the Pelicans is is hurting.
1: Elliot Clough of the Pelicans Plus podcast. It was weird that we we didn't really talk enough about it. I think it was kind of uh if you like, like the jinx, right? If somebody's throwing a no hitter, you don't actually say they got a no hitter going in the eighth. You just everyone's just kinda of quiet. Uh they say it differently. You know, the Pelicans with their long history of horrendous just injury luck. Uh, Some might not say it's luck, but up to like a few weeks ago, they had had they had missed the fewest games to injury, which is insane. And, you are you know, I'm thinking to myself, man, this coach Nelson, the medical staff, they invested in that. It's really paying off. I don't want to say anything because, you know, after all, knock on wood, it's the Pels. Well, um, I didn't say anything, but it didn't matter because the injury bug eventually bit. And right now. It's almost like every fan was like, boy, I really hope they're able to trade Eric Bledsoe. And then the basketball gods were like, we're going to make sure a lot of guys get hurt so they have to play Bledsoe a lot. Like, that's what's unfolded the last two weeks.
0: That's exactly what's unfolded. You know, I thought that a lot of these injuries would, would come up in such a shortened season. But, I mean, man, it's just it's almost ridiculous at this point. First, obviously, Zion going down, Brandon Ingram going down. Then Josh Hart possibly out for the season. Nikhil in the middle of a game. Jackson Hayes last night, who we've all just ripped on pretty much at the beginning of the season, and has now just continued to ascend. And and now it's it, he's out as well, having in to bring uh, having to bring in Isaiah Thomas on a 10-day contract. Definitely not something I think we all saw coming at the beginning of the season. But yeah, we're also seeing a ton of Eric Bledsoe in, in the meantime. A two-way guy, Najee Marshall, who you know he's going to bring effort, but that's that's all you can guarantee from him. We're seeing pretty much everybody on the roster that's available, except for Will Magne, a 22-year-old rookie from the NBL, who is also on a two-way contract. I mean, it's it's getting to a point where it's like it's it, it's unfair, is what it feels like. Like you said, to this point in the season, so few injuries, and yet here we are. Uh, however many games in, it is like some close to 50, I believe, but, uh, it's, it, it's getting to a point where it's like, really another person went down and it's not even being upset. It's not even being, um, angry or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's being baffled at this point with the amount of injuries that the Pelicans have sustained.
1: Well, clearly last night, you know, they missed Brandon Ingram, um, They they're just they're they're missing Josh Hart in a big way. I don't think we'll see him again this season. Um, That one perhaps is the most significant in that you're not going to see him again. I mean, we may see Ingram tonight. Um, If not tonight, you know, likely Friday when they host Philly. So you're you're getting some of these guys back. Not sure about Nikia. We'll find out there. But um, but on top of that, man, it's just it it feels it feels like uh, this team in terms of. You know, getting into the top ten in the West, it just—it's it, feeling like much more of an uphill climb. And we could talk about the good stuff in a minute with Zion, but uh, it's just—I I don't. With, with Josh Hard being gone, man, that's the one to me that might be the biggest in terms of competing this year. And I know we look at the big picture plan for this team, but he's a guy that they're just—that it's hard to duplicate those minutes off the bench, no matter who you put in there. Maybe some guy has a good night here or there, but consistently. That's just that's not something they're going to be able to recreate.
0: Exactly. I mean, you, your best bet is going to be at this point is going to be James Johnson, and it's it's just not the same. Like James has been fantastic. He's already a fan favorite in New Orleans, and rightfully so. I mean, he's just been exactly what the Pelicans have needed. That sort of four, five can sort of defend threes. Losing a bit of a step because of his age, but he's been phenomenal, but at the same time, you just don't get the energy and the consistent minutes the way you would with Josh Hart. You just don't to, uh, to, to degrade the way that James Johnson's been playing. He's been again, phenomenal, but like you said, Josh Hart is so integral to what this team does, especially defensively. I mean, we know what he's done against Jason Tatum against when the, when the Pels played the Celtics and, Players that bring energy for a team like this, we know, have been so huge. I mean, Kyrie Lewis, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander Walker. When he's been starting, has just been awesome in terms of the way he scored the basketball and the way these teams that are are above the Pelicans are playing. The Spurs, the Warriors, obviously edging out a win last night against the Bucks. Grizzlies. Unfortunately, John Moran goes down with a hip injury, which you hate to see. One of the best young talents in this league. Either they're 25 and 23, but I can definitely see them go on a skid now that he's probably going to be out for a little bit of time. The It's almost like the play-in is being handed to the Pelicans, but the injury bug just hit at the wrong time. And, and like you said, Josh Hart, so huge to what they do. Brandon Ingram and Zion being out at the same time, just so unfortunate. And last night, what they lacked against the Hawks, obviously, was – well. <laughs> perimeter defense and a little bit of luck in that third quarter Fox going 11 of 11 which was an nba record for most made in a row i believe or, or something that the effect without a miss in a quarter shooting see here 64 percent from the three-point line in a game which is unheard of and i mean th- there's just a lot of things that are going wrong at this point in time in the season when things could be going so right so that's the thing that probably makes it hurt the most is these teams below above the pelicans are, are starting to, to hit a downward spiral as well also getting the injury bug but the pelicans just can't make it up because there's so many different things in their way in, in terms of players getting out uh, the, the lack of talent you get the further you go deep into the bench, which is every NBA team but rotations from Stan Van Gundy and, and all that as well.
1: Yeah, why you know, we talk about this team of extremes. Like of course a team goes 11-11 from three-point range in the third. I mean, that's just what happens. Uh and and it's granted 11 for 11, that's there is some just okay, that's but it I I can't put a lot of a lot of luck in regards to that. I I've got to look at that and say, "Okay, it's there's just that that continues to be a team and we saw how long it took For them to improve in that area a little bit, they finally started to. But now you got a lot of new players in the rotation, and of course, now you're starting to see it come up again.
0: Yeah, you know, you said there's. I mean, luck isn't necessarily going to be the thing. You know, when you go eleven of of eleven from from three and a quarter in the NBA, there's got to be a little bit in there, right? And I'm sure you saw some of the shots how deep they were and uh, oh I mean Trey Young's pulling clock. up from 33 right.
1: feet with a exactly. second left on the shot clock you know
0: Exactly so there's a little I mean he's incredibly talented I don't want to take anything away from Trey but that was that was that was a lucky shot The thing about the Pelicans in their coverage of the three point line is is one, we knew we know it to be effort. Like that's that's just been a thing throughout the season. And it's getting better. I, I think you'd agree, Scott, is that the defensive effort has been so much better as of late, whether it's because the guys on the end of the bench want to earn minutes, what have you, but it, it's just been better. They're running guys off the line much better than they were earlier in the season. And that defensive effort appears to be there. But the issue is Stan Van Gundy loves his drop coverages in the NBA NBA for his schemes. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, obviously there's a lot of pick and roll run in the NBA, high pick and roll. So what that equates to, this drop coverage, is rather than hedging the the opposing team's ball handler, which I would prefer. I know uh, some other NBA minds that I follow on Twitter have have brought that idea up as well. Hedging is where a, a big will come out pretty much prevent the shooter from, from shooting or attempt to prevent the shooter from shooting, allowing the person being screened to recover and and defend, and then the the big recovers as well. But in this drop coverage, what happens is there's a pick set by an opposing team's big, and rather than helping on the opposing team ball handler, the, the, uh, the big will drop back and protect the rim so he doesn't get beat. But in situations like this, there's players – that can obviously hit a lot of threes on this Hawks roster. I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter is a shot maker, man. He, he's got a stroke. Solomon Hill can hit one from time to time. <laughs> we know he, he shouldn't be paid to do that. But obviously, Trey Young, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Tony Snell, Lou Williams. I mean, when things like that happen, you have to adjust. The lack of adjustments by this team, by Stan Van Gundy, to what they're doing defensively, especially in terms of their pick-and-roll coverage, drives me bonkers. Drives a lot of people bonkers who've really been paying attention to the schemes on the basketball court for the Pelicans. It's, it's the drop coverage, man. Like like You can talk about effort. You can talk about want to. You can talk about running guys off the line. While all three important, if you're continuing to run the drop coverage against teams that can shoot the three-point basketball You are going to get beat. You are going to lose basketball games in the NBA, in today's league. That's just a
1: fact. ESPN1420and.com. Moving forward, um, aside from Zion Williamson, which we'll we'll close with, what's something that's uh, a positive for you? What's something that's worth watching right now with this team? You
0: know, everybody was raving about Isaiah Thomas last night. That was really fun. That was really, really fun to see him on the basketball court, and, and especially for the Pelicans, wearing number 24, honoring Kobe. Now, in terms of of positives for, for this team going forward, obviously Lonzo Ball didn't shoot well from the floor last night, 4 of 15 from the field, 4 of 4, didn't really attack the basket, but the rest of his box score was awesome. Nine rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, two blocks. I mean, Lonzo, and also he came back and set a career-high eight three-pointers, in his first game back, that's the James Johnson, what he's been doing for this team. I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for, for a better exchange for J.J. Reddick to get James Johnson because he does literally everything that J.J. Redick couldn't do. Play defense. He's a big, he makes a lot of smart, high IQ plays. And, and he's been, it's not like J.J. Redick wasn't a high IQ basketball player, but James Johnson is able to do it to a different degree because he plays a different position. It, he's exactly what this team needed. And once the Pelicans start to get healthy again, hopefully soon, hopefully Nikki Alexander-Walker can come back, Jackson Hayes can come back, Brandon Ingram, hopefully, hopefully tonight against the Nets. Otherwise, it could get pretty ugly in Brooklyn. But James Johnson is definitely a bright spot on this team, and, and having Lonzo Ball back is huge as well. So that, that's that got to be the bright spot for me. Obviously, there's a lot of negative to focus on, but there's there's always positive, too. ESPN
1: 1420 and .com, our guest, Elliot Clough of the Pelicans Plus Podcast, Spook Crew Media. Lonzo Ball, is he on this team long-term after not being traded?
0: Well, I'd like to think so, Scott. <laughs> You know, I would have been a proponent, really not at the beginning of the season, obviously, because of the way he was struggling. And, and up to this point, I've kind of started to be more okay with them paying him a, a large amount of money. That four-year, $84 million sort of range is probably what I would, would be most okay with. Uh, what it's going to look like is is really up in the air, depending on how much a team like the Knicks are going to offer, or Chicago, depending on how much cap space they have this off season. Off season, because the Knicks have a ton, and we know that according to reports, they love Lonzo Ball. So, in in what has happened with his ascension in terms of shooting and his ability to play defense and and everything to that effect, I really do hope that that he stays in New Orleans not going to guarantee anything i think if you're guaranteeing anything compared or in reference to to lonzo ball and his contract at this point you're either ignorant or you have the best inside information ever because it's it's really up in the air at this point do i know if he's going to be around no do i hope he's going to be
1: around yes all right what about josh hart recent injury if they do sign lonzo doing uh you know this offseason what does that mean for his future
0: yeah, that's, that's another great question. Obviously, being in a contract year, Josh Hart was playing really well, doing what he does, playing defense, giving you energy, coming up with all the 50-50 balls. This is this is a contract that gets a little bit more difficult because we know what Josh Hart is. And Lonzo has just continued to get better and better. We don't know how much better he's going to get, but this is pretty much who Josh Hart is, right? And he's He's known as that glue guy. He's gonna go out, he's gonna do what you need him to do every night, whether it's scoring the basketball, playing defense, getting rebounds. Now, if there's a team out there that feels like they are, you know, a glue guy away from a championship and or, or really getting to the playoffs or, or being competitive in the East or the West, he is a guy that you you pay for that. Whether they can pay him fifteen million plus is is one thing, but yeah, You get into a little bit of a dicey cap situation, assuming the Pelicans, especially if they hold on to Steven Adams or, or Eric Bledsoe this offseason. I mean, it, it'll, it'll be tough depending on the contract situation of everybody else, but Josh Hart's a guy you have to keep around, right? I mean, he's a fan favorite. He does whatever you need him to do. If the Pelicans can't figure out a way to maneuver the cap and, and get him to stay in New Orleans, that's something you definitely have to do. Lonzo Ball's gonna be priority. Un- unfortunately, for a lot of people who love Josh Hart, I love Josh Hart, but the way- with the way Lonzo's played, with the way he fits with this roster, Lonzo's got to be priority.
1: ESPN fourteen twenty and com. Lastly, Zion Williamson tied a. Seems like it's an NBA record all the time. He's tying or breaking twenty five straight games of shooting more than uh, better than fifty percent from the sp- field while scoring twenty four or more points. Um, yes, it was a loss, but if you watch Zion, 12-18, 34 points. Some of those shots were just ridiculous. 9-10 from the line, hit a 3, um, tied Shaq for, for 25 straight. I would imagine, he, you know, I wouldn't bet against him going 26 straight tonight when they play at Brooklyn uh, in a game nationally televised on ESPN. But uh, it seems like the national media has picked up more on Zion as of late. They always... You know, they know he's a story. They're on national TV a lot. But you've had a recent stretch where they weren't um, until tonight, and yet he was still the vocal point of, you know, a lot of talking head shows, a lot of nonsense, some of it about what does he do next, blah, blah, blah. And as as you know, I always say, you know, aside from everything else and all the issues and what seem like perpetual issues with this franchise, you can still take a moment just to enjoy watching this guy play. And, um, I, I, I try to remind myself of that when a team is going eleven eleven from three point range in a quarter. That you know what? It's still worth watching because of number one. Um he just it, it seems like he's getting better, Elliot. It just seems like he continues to do things. Uh and and I have to remind myself he's only twenty years old.
0: Yeah. That that's yeah, that's pretty much it, Scott. Yeah. I mean, he was doing this last night coming off an injury one, two, without Brandon Ingram. I mean, there was just absolutely zero space on the floor last night. Like, wow. Zion, there are a couple possessions where he just couldn't do anything because there were three Hawks on him. And I mean, he still comes away with 34 points, nine of 10 from the field, 12, of eight, or, excuse me, nine of 10 from the free throw line, 12 of 18 from the field. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's, He's a cheat code, man. Like if you if you had a cheat code to find on the internet to plug into two K, that is Zion Williamson right there. That is what he's become. I mean, he's twenty years old. Again, he I would be shocked if he doesn't go for twenty six straight tonight. And and it's just become something we've we've begun to expect. I mean, I, I tweeted it last night. There was a play where he attacked the basket, went through four hawks. Missed the layup because there were four Hawks around him. Got the rebound. Got another rebound. Got fouled. Made two. uh, Excuse me. Made both free throws. And it was just like, yeah, that's another. That's that's another Zion play. Like this is just. I mean, this is greatness that we're seeing in front of our eyes. Like I I was not surprised at all based on uh, what he's done prior to. I mean, that lob finish. From from Lonzo last night, that was off. Uh, not not the obviously the, the the dunk that he made, but I mean I tweeted this out too. I said Zion's off target lobs must baffle physicists everywhere because it's it's just I mean there's no words to really put to it. He is he is transcendent. He is he is the guy. I mean I I'd be shocked. You know God forbid in, in any injuries come about, but. He's gonna be the face of the league, man. Like it's it's just almost inevitable at this point.
1: Elliot Clough has been our guest, Pelicans Plus Podcast, an NBA expert with Boot Crew Media. How can folks listening check out your podcast, Elliot?
0: Yes, sir, Scott. So you can follow me on Twitter. It's at E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O-U-G-H. All of the links to my articles and the podcast will be there. But of course you can check it out on bootcrewmedia.com. That's crew with a K. And then anywhere you listen to podcasts, just type in pelicans plus on apple Podcasts, spotify google play what have you you'll be able to find the podcast as well
1: always appreciate the time brother all the best and we'll talk to you again in the future for sure scott good talking to you thank you